Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021, and welcome to episode number 254 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. It is, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw here with you. As we get set to talk about the latest pop culture news and views coming through, through from our friends at 411mania.com. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will also have tonight's pop culture history and birthdays, your general pop culture history, as well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, coming in from the uh, fields of uh, movies, television, uh, music, and sports. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be also bringing you some wrestling news tidbits to get you prepped for a revolution a little bit later on here in the evening. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening for the next hour, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on everything that we have to, that we will be talking about here this evening. It is now 6.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As you said, this is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Let us now proceed directly to 411 Mania to get started with the pop culture news portion of episode 254 of Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank our friends, as always, from 411mania.com. For allowing us here in the WCWS radio network uh, to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, including in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, right here, uh, Revolution, also Wolfpack Raw Radio, as well as <clears throat> Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, as well as Sports Machine. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, when we get a lot more of our shows up and going again here in 2021 for 11 Mania, Will definitely be will definitely be of course be be used big time here 
of course, uh, <clears throat> to bring you the latest, of course, from the world of, of, of course, pop culture, wrestling, and other, of course, uh, other interesting tidbits, of course, that they have throughout the, throughout the whole spectrum. Let's go to our first story here uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Story came out here today from Joseph Lee, as there is some new leaked promo art from the new Batman movie, revealing re- reveal reveals the character design similar to the Zodiac Killer. Let's bring this this right here. New promo art from the Batman has leaked online and showed shows the design for the Riddler. Which seems, to be, which seems to be inspired by the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac, a serial killer who, who operated between the late 60s and early 70s, was never, never apprehended. Those who managed to survive the Zodiac's attacks gave a description to police of a man who wore an executioner-style hood with clip-on glasses. You can, of course, see photos of it along with the reactions of people on Twitter right here on this page. The Riddler will be played by Paul Dano in the film. The Batman, of course, was directed by Matt Reeves from a script that he wrote with Peter Craig. The film will star Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame as, of course, Bruce Wayne and his alter ego, Batman. Zoe Kravitz will play Selena Kyle and her alter ego, Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright will play Commissioner James Gordon. John Turturro will play Carmine Falcone. Andy Serkis will play uh, Batman's butler, Alfred. And Colin Farrell will play Oswald Cobblepot, of course, otherwise known as the Penguin. It will be released in theaters on March 4th of next year. And of course, you can, you can also read some of the, you, you can of course read some of the, uh, the tweets, of course, that they have made for this. And also one tiny note here, it should be noted that Warner Brothers have, has yet to confirm if this leaked arc is legitimate. So. Just keep that in mind here, folks, whenever you go to read this story and take a look at this for yourself. Ashish posted this story as the the mountain from the from games from Game of Thrones loses over 100 pounds. Hartmore Julius Boynson, better known as the mountain from Game of Thrones, posted a new photo to Instagram showing off his new physique after losing over 100 pounds as he's transitioning from competing in strong band competitions to being a boxer. Bjornsson noted in a YouTube video on his Instagram via Men's Health that he has gone from 451 pounds to 341 and described his daily eating routine, which consists of three eggs, 200 grams of chicken, and a smoothie made of 150 grams of yogurt, 100 grams of berries, and 40 grams of oats for breakfast and 220 grams of chicken, 250 grams of potatoes, and 100 grams of greens for dinner. And ladies and gentlemen, I should point out here, this man looks like knocked down a mountain. The way, the way he's buff here, he could probably take that out anybody in the WWE. If, of course, like I said, if he ever, ever decided to go that route, which right now he's going to probably be a boxer. So I feel sorry for anyone that he ever gets in the boxing ring with. Another somber moment, we, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, have talked about several passings. <clears throat> of course, here here re, uh, recently, of course, as we talked about this past weekend, we lost the wrestler, of course, known as New Jack. And we also, just the other day, we did lose, of course, actor Charles Groton, 
it seems we have lost another another personality, ladies and gentlemen. Ashish has reported that Paul Mooney, best known for being on Chappelle's show, sadly has passed away at the age of 79. <clears throat> Paul Mooney, a legendary figure in the comedy world, sadly has passed away today at the age of 79 after suffering a heart attack, as was according to Deadline. CNN's Roland Martin reports that Mooney died at his home in Oakland, California. Mooney is probably best known now for his frequent appearances on Dave Chappelle's Chappelle Show and his collaborations with comedy legend Richard Pryor, including working as the head writer for The Richard Pryor Show and also co-wrote material for Pryor's comedy albums. He also worked as a writer on Sanford and Son, Good Times, and In Living Color and appeared on comedic shows such as The Larry Sanders Show. He also appeared in numerous films such as The Buddy Holly Story and Spike Lee's Bamboozled. 411 Mania, and also, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, right here in the WWS Radio Network, I'd like to send our condolences to Paul Mooney's family and friends. Uh, Mooney's Twitter account tweeted a thank you message to everyone who has offered their condolences. Obviously, this was a family member that did this. Coming from Mr. Uh, Mooney's uh, Twitter account here today, thank you all from the bottom of our hearts. You're all, all the best. Mooney World, the Godfather of Comedy, One Moon, Many Stars, to all in love with this great man, many thanks. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Mooney, who of course is best known for being on Chappelle's show, and like we said, co-wrote a lot of stuff a long time ago, including uh, material for the late comedian Richard Pryor, and also, of course, for shows like Sanford and Son, Good Times, among those, has passed away today at the age of 79, at his home in Oakland, California, after a heart attack, as that's what has been that's what has been discussed, what has been mentioned here. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story here as Zack Snyder says that Warner Brothers passed on his script for a third film in the 300 franchise. Zack Snyder has revealed that he wrote a script for a 300 sequel last year, but that Warner Brothers passed on the idea. Snyder was speaking with the playlist for a new interview and revealed that during the pandemic, he wrote a script for a third film in the franchise, which started with 2007's Gerard Butler starring film and that Warner Brothers wasn't interested. I just couldn't really get my teeth into it. Snyder said about the original idea that was assigned to him over the pandemic. I had a deal with Warner Brothers and I wrote what was essentially going to be the final chapter in 300. When I sat down to write it, I actually wrote a different movie. I was writing the same about Alexander the Great, and it's turned into a movie about the relationship between uh, Hephaestion and Alexander. It turned out to be a love story, so it didn't really fit in as the third movie. There was that concept, and it came out really great. Snyder continued. It's called Blood and Ashes, and it's a beautiful love story, really, with warfare. I would love to do it. Warner Brothers said, no, you know, you're not huge fans of mine. It's, it is what it is. Warner Brothers has had a tumultuous relationship with Snyder surrounding his early stewardship of the DC of the, of the DC EU and Justice League in particular. The company released Zack Snyder's Justice League, Snyder's four-hour cut of the film on HBO Max in March. Snyder's next film is through Netflix and Army of the Dead, which hit limited theaters for a one-week engagement last Friday and arrives on Netflix this Friday. 300 was a critical commercial smash for Warner Brothers and Snyder grossing $456.1 million worldwide on a $60 million budget. 
The sequel 2011's 300 Rise of an Empire was written by Snyder and current John Stad and was directed by Noam Murrow. It was much less successful, grossing $337.6 million worldwide on a $110 million budget. Excuse me, sorry about that. But it would be interesting to see that, but of course, obviously, more Warner Brothers is not going to play ball. Jeremy Thomas posted this story, of course, talking about some of the items coming to Disney Plus next month, including, of course, Loki and also Pixar's Luca and more. Disney Plus has several new additions coming in June, including the series premiere of Marvel's Loki, Pixar's new film called Luca and more. The streaming service has announced next month's new films and shows arriving. The list is right here on this page. Loki starring Tom Hiddleston. As the God of Mischief will premiere on June 9th with new episodes every week after that. We'll also see more episodes of Star Wars, The Bad Batch, as well as X-Men Origins Wolverine. If you have yet to see Raya and the Last Dragon, it will arrive free on the service after it was available via Premiere Access. Here is the official list that is coming this next month to Disney+. Plus. Available on June the 4th, Raya and the Last Dragon, Season 2 of Disney Amphibia, Disney Junior Muppet Baby Season 3, Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted Season 3, um, Episode Texas Throwdown, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Us Again, X-Men Origins Wolverine, High School Musical, the musical, the series, Episode 204, called The Storm, Big Shot, Episode 1.08, Everything to Me, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, Episode 1.06, Marvel Studios Legends, new installments about Loki and the Tesseract. Available on June 9th, the series premiere of Loki. Available June 11th, Disney Junior's Puppy Dog Pal Season 4, The Happiest Millionaire, Gordon Ramsay Uncharted Season 3, the episode of Portugal's Rugged Coast, The Incredible Dr. Pole Season 18, Zemination Season 2 premiere, Big Shot Episode 1.09, Beth Macbeth, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series Episode 2.05, The Quentin Scenario, and Star Wars The Bad Batch, episode 1.07. Available June 16th, episode 2 of Loki. Available June 18th, Dino Ranch, season 1. Disney Just Roll With It, season 2. Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, season 3, episode The Main, M-A-I-N-E, as in the state of Maine, ingredient. Heartland, Heartland Docs, DVM, season 3. The movie premiere of Luca. Big Shot, the finale, episode 1.10, called Marvin's Playbook. High School Musical, the musical, the series, episode 2.06, Yes, and, that's the name of it, and also Star Wars, The Bad Batch, episode 1.08, available June 23rd, episode 3 of Loki, available June 25th, Disney Bunk, season 4, PJ Masks, season 4, Warren Ramsey, Uncharted, season 3, the episode with Croatia's Coastal Adventure, Running Wild with Bear Grylls, season 6, when Sharks Attack Seasons 1 through 6, The Mysterious Benedict Society series premiere episode 101, A Bunch of Smart Orphans, the premiere of Wolfgang, High School Musical, the musical, the series, episode 2.07, The Field Trip, and Star Wars, The Bad Batch, episode 1.09, and available June the 30th, episode 4 of Loki. So you can't wait to see, of course, what all takes place. 
what all takes place is going to take place coming up on Disney Plus in June. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as J.J. Abrams isn't likely to direct the D.C. properties that he is developing. J.J. Abrams is developing several D.C. properties for live action projects at Warner Brothers, but he isn't necessarily looking to direct them. Abrams spoke with Collider for a new interview when he was asked about his projects that he's producing for D.C., including a Tynesi Coates written Superman film and a Justice League Dark series for HBO Max. Talking about his producing of these projects through his bad robot shingle, Excuse me. Abrams said, well, I'll say that the opportunity to get to work on any pre-existing franchise is definitely a double-edged sword. And while I'm incredibly grateful and proud that I've been involved in the projects, of course, all I see is what things could have been and what we might have done. The importance of it is, is not lost on me as temporary custodians of any ideas, whether they pre-exist, pre-exist us or not, which is to say, I think that even with an original idea, somehow I still don't quite understand where that creative impulse comes from and how the experience of writing something really is yours. I feel like we're all just channeling something that we're trying to serve as opposed to something that we are doing, and that is our work. He continued, I know that Hollywood is a place where it used to be that people would be inspired by something they would see or an old film or a show or something and think, oh, here's my response to that. Here's a version of that, that it, it's become a place where, where more often than not you see something and people get inspired by it and go, let's redo that exact thing. I feel like as someone who started writing in television and telling original stories on film and in TV, it's something that I really do miss. Asked whether he is planning to direct those projects, he said, the few things that I'm working on now as a writer are original ideas. I just feel as a director, I would really love to have my next project be things that didn't pre-exist me necessarily. So we'll have to wait and see, of course, what happens. Of course, we were also hoping at some point down the road, maybe if he was going to be involved in any more of the movies in the alternate Star universe Star Trek franchise, but we have not heard anything about that in quite some time. This story came out, uh, let me see. This story came out on Monday as Julia Stiles reveals some new details on Orphan First Kill. Julia Stiles is set to star in the upcoming horror prequel Orphan First Kill, and she discussed the movie in a new interview. Stiles appeared on Collider Ladies Night After Hours and waited on the film, which would be a prequel to the 2009 horror thriller. I do not watch horror movies, and when I was sent the script where I was like, I don't know, I'm not in, into that genre, Stiles said. And I was also really worried about going back to work after the pandemic, and the script was so dang good, I couldn't put it down, and I was so surprised by the twist that I'm not going to give away that I think you will like it. She continued, it's incredibly psychological. I'm not really interested in blood and gore. I find it gross, but I don't find it really scary. What I find scary is the stuff that happens up here, and Isabel Furman's character, Esther, although she has multiple names like Lena, I know it's such a, such a fascinating, especially now because she's a grown-up. She's 23 now, playing the same part. It's just a fascinating soci- sociopathic character along the lines of why Norman Bates was so interesting to watch. The film is set to be directed by William Grant Bell and stars Isabel Furman, Morgan 
Gerardo, Rossif Sutherland, Matthew Finland, Hiro Kanagawa, and also Julian Styles herself. It is described as the following. Lena Klammer, also known as Esther, orchestrates a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility and travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. But Lena's new life as Esther comes with an unexpected wrinkle and fits her against a mother who will protect her family at any cost. So, like I said, hopefully when this comes out, hopefully everyone, those who are in, interested in anything of the horror genre, you'll definitely, I'm sure, will enjoy it. This story came out right here, of course, here on Monday. As Jeremy Thomas reported, the sequel to Attack the Block is in the works, and John Boyega is set to return. A sequel to Joe Cornish's sci-fi sci horror comedy Attack the Block is in the works, with Cornish and star John Boyega reunited for the film. Deadline reports that the star and writer-director are returning for the sequel to the 2011 film, which saw a teenage street gang in South London fight off an alien invasion on Guy Fawkes night. Cornish is back to write and direct while Boyega will reprise his role as Moses. Plot details are being kept under wraps. It's been a decade since Attack the Block was released and so much has changed since then, Boyega says. I'm excited to see this heightened story return to the streets of London. Moses has remained one of my favorite characters to play and bringing him back is a huge honor. I'm thrilled that we're officially announcing our return to the world of Attack the Block on the 10th anniversary of the film's release. I can't wait to work alongside John again, bringing the audiences even to an even bigger slice of inner city alien action. This was added by Cornish. The original film was not a box office hit, but it quickly became a cult favorite and earned Cornish a BAFTA nomination for a sudden debut by a British writer, director, or producer. It also launched Boyega's career uh, uh, Jody, Jody Whitaker, Alex Ismail, Franz Dama, Leon Jones, Simon Howard, Luke Treadway, Jamon Hunter, and Nick Frost also st also starred in that, that one right there. But we don't know who is all going to be in here. Um, of course, if you, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, just recently, John Boyega was, of course, like I said, best known more recently as playing Finn in the last several Star Wars movies before they brought that franchise to it to an end. Of course, they said that he wouldn't there. He was also even quoted as saying that he would not go back and play that character again. Jeremy Thomas posted this story right here as Lindsay Beer is making her directorial debut with the sequel to Pet Cemetery. Paramount's Pet Cemetery reboot is officially getting a sequel which will be writer Lindsay Beer's directorial debut. Deadline reports that Beer will direct a new film from the script she co-wrote with Jeff Bueller, who wrote the reboot. Plot details aren't known for the sequel, which was announced in February as an origin story to the Stephen King novel. The film will be will release on Paramount+. Plus. The Pet Cemetery reboot was released in 2019 and starred Jason Clark, Amy Simitz, and John Lithgow. Adapting King's story by a doctor who raises his child from the dead using an ancient burial ground only to find that sometimes dead is better. It earned middling reviews, but grossed 113.1 million worldwide. I guess the production budget of just 21 million. So, so like I said, folks, if you like, if you're into likes in this sort of thing, like I said, this might be pretty interesting when it does. When they finally, of course, when they finally, of course, release it. 
And one last story to bring you here, folks, before we go into our uh, pop culture history and birthday report here. Jeremy Thomas posted this on back on Monday with a new featurette for the new F9 movie. Goes back to the start with the originals. F9 is coming next month, and a new featurette is looking back at the previous entries to spotlight the originals. Of course, you can see the new video on this page right here from the Fast and Furious film, which opens on June, which opens on June 25th and stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, John Cena, Jordana Brewster, Natalie Emmanuel, Soon Kang with Hannah Mirren and Charlie Theron. The film is described as follows. No matter how fast you are, no one outruns their past. Ben Diesel's Dom Toretto is leading a quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, Little Brian. But they know that danger always lurks us over the peaceful horizon. This time, that threat will force Dom to confront the sins of his past if he's going to save those he loves most. His crew joins together to stop a world-shattering plot led by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered, a man who also happens to be Dom's forsaken brother, Jacob. It was played by, of course, John Cena. Of course, it was this also in the, um, the up, upcoming Spirit uh, Suicide Squad. I said Spirit Squad. I don't know why I said that. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, but the Suicide Squad. So, but of course, like I said, um, so like I said, if you want to, like I said, check out that story. Come take a look at this as well. This, like I said, came out story, of course, right here on Monday. And folks, there are there you have it there with of course the stories that we have of course here uh, here for to, for uh, tonight. <clears throat> Let's give you the number of course one more time: one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID of course one four one three eight seven pound. This is of course episode two hundred and fifty four of WWS Outside the Ropes here of course for. Uh, this is, of course, Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. <clears throat> it is now 6.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, of course, here with you. <clears throat> As we, of course, move, move forward here before we go to our, our pop culture history and birthday report here, folks. Let's go ahead and let you know just a quick reminder here uh, that's coming up here uh, tonight. Episode 991 of WWS Revolution, of course, 138055 pound. As we, of course, will be in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays in the world of wrestling, we will also, of course, talk about our personal thoughts and opinions about last night's edition of NXT. We will also talk about some of the results that has come in, of course, for AEW Dynamite, and also some other wrestling stories that are, of course, making the rounds here, of course, as well. Be sure to listen in on all that. One three eight zero five five pound coming up here, of course, at nine o'clock p.m. as we, for of course, episode nine ninety one, as we are inching ever so closer, ladies and gentlemen, to hitting that one thousand mark for the Mothership broadcast. Of course, the show that started it all in the radio network, WCWS Revolution. <clears throat> also, of course, folks on Revolution will also give you a, yet another update of course on our big time match here of course for the six championship belts of course that were uh, up, up for grabs of course in the uh, in the Wrestlemania backlash prediction title challenge 
we hope to, of course, like I said, and of course, we'll give you updates on all that. Hopefully, we have some, we have some, we do have some updates available here coming up here very, very soon. Uh, so be sure to, of course, like I said, uh, if you want to, to do some, do, do any voting on that particular poll match, you can go to the pay-per-view prediction center page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS PTC central. You can go, you can all, you can, of course, like I said, go on there and it'll be on the top of the page. You can go on there and go on there and vote uh, who you think. Um, you know, like I said, the, like I said, the most votes gets one belt, and of course it moves on and up and down. Of course, here, folks. So be sure to, of course, get your votes in there today for, like I said, because like I said, six. There are seven people that are vying for this honor. Six of those people are going to win championships. One person's going to have an opportunity to choose which belt he wishes to, of course, pretend to to. Uh, he wishes to challenge for first out of those six. So be sure to, of course, uh, do your do your uh, your vote in there today. Now, folks, let's take let's check out your uh, pop culture history and birthday report here today. As we said, uh, general pop culture history at, at birthdays, as well as of course movies, TV, music, and sports. Let's go ahead and bring you some of those right here. And of course, we're going, to, we're going to go back a little ways here. We're going to read that as much as we possibly can here. On his date, 1536, Anne Boleyn, second wife of English King uh, Henry VIII, is beheaded at the Tower of London on charges of adultery, incest, and treason. On his date, 1643, Massachusetts Bay, Plymouth, Connecticut, and New Harbor formed the United Colonies of New England. On his date, 1649, England is declared a commonwealth by an act of the Rump Parliament making England a republic for the next 11 years. On his day in 1885, German Chancellor Otto von Bismarck takes possession of Cameroon and Togoland. On his day in 1898, the United States Congress passes the Private Mailing Card Act, allowing private publishers and printers to produce postcards, had to be labeled private mailing cards until 1901. Of course, <clears throat> And then, then they were, then they were, of course, known as simply as souvenir cards. And on this date in 1919, Mustafa Kemal Turk lands at Samson on the Black Sea coast, beginning the Turkish War of Independence. One moment from movies and television on this date in 1989, the movie Do the Right Thing, directed by Spike Lee, which starred the late Danny Aiello and Ossie Davis, premieres at the Cannes Film Festival. Today in music on this day in 1958, South Pacific, that South, the, the, the album to the soundtrack for South Pacific goes number one and stays number one for 31 weeks. And today in sports on this day in 1991, Willie T. Ribs becomes first African-American driver to make it into the Indianapolis 500. On this date in 1780, about midday, near total darkness descends on New England now known to be caused by forest fires in Canada. Uh, not not many uh, not 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 many uh, famous birthdays to talk about. On this date in 1995, the world's youngest doctor, Bala Murali Abadi. Who was who, who was only 17 years old graduates from Mount Sinai. 
one notable wedding to talk about here, novelist Robert Louis Stevenson, of course, I think best known for, I believe, Treasure Island, I believe, who was 29 at the time, marries Fanny Van de Grift Osborne, who was 40 at the time in San Francisco. Uh, one, one passing to talk about here, the, of course, the wife of, of course, the, uh, President, late President John, John F. Kennedy, and also married a, a, a Greek shipping magnet, Aristotle Onassis, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, passed away on this date in 1994. And let's see here. And that's mostly what we've got, of course. Um, and that's most of what we got right there. So now let's go to movies and television right here. Uh, on this day in 1968, the 20th Annual Emmy Awards takes place. The TV shows Get Smart and Mission Impossible, as well as actress Barbara Bain, win awards at this event. On this day in 1972, a couple events took place on this day in 1972. First off, WMAV-TV Channel 18 in Oxford, Mississippi, a PBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. And also the 25th Cannes Film Festival, The Working Class Go to Heaven, directed by Elo Petri, and The Mattel Affair, directed by Francisco Rossi, jointly awarded the Grand Prix du Festival International du Film. On this day in 1975, the 27th Annual uh, Emmy Awards, <coughs> The Mary Tyler Moore Show, as well as actor Robert Blake and actress Jean Marsh win at this event. On this day, 1977, the movie Smokey and the Bandit, starring Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, and Jackie Gleason, premieres in New York City. On this date in 1980, uh, Ringo, who I believe Ringo, I don't know if that was Ringo Starr, I'm not sure who that is, but I think that's Ringo. Ringo and uh, Barbara Bach are involved in the automobile crash. On this day, 1982, actress Sophia Loren is jailed in Naples, Italy for tax evasion. And on this day, 1983, uh, <clears throat> Weird Al Yankovic gives a live performance at a wax museum in Washington, D.C. Uh, one noble birthday to talk about here today. And this, of course, does tie in with, of course, our does tie in, of course, with uh, with our wrestling. Uh, let's see. Sorry about that. As the first WWE Hall of Famer, and the only one that was inducted the very first year the Hall of Fame was established, the late Andre the Giant. Day would have turned 75 years old. He, of course, as you know, passed away in 1993. Also, actor Robert uh, Ronald Coleman uh, passed away on this date in 1958. Some, some weddings, of course, in movies and television. On this day in 1979, British guitarist Eric Clapton, who was 34 at the time, Mary's model, and George Harris's ex-wife, Patty Boyd, who was 35 at the time, they divorced in 1989. So they were married roughly about 10 years. On the state, 1997, film and stage actor Matthew Broderick, who was 35 at the time, married sex in the city actress Sarah Jessica Parker, who was 32 at the time, in New York. On this date in, in 2008, 
actress Jessica Alba, who was 31 at the time, Mary Spillman, TV producer Cash Ward, who was 33 at the time at the Beverly Hills Courthouse in Beverly Hills, Portland, California. And on this date in 2018, someone who's been in the news a whole lot here lately, uh, actress Meghan Markle, who was 36 at the time, marries Prince Harry, who was, who was 33 at the time at a ceremony at Windsor Castle in England. And of course, a lot of people I think, just like me, are kind of really simply tired of hearing about Meghan Markle. But that's just my personal opinion. Now we go to our music, of course, uh, history and birthdays here. On this day in 1886, Camille Saint Saint Saint's Third Symphony in C premieres at St. James Hall in London with the composer himself conducting. On this day, 1911, Maurice Ravel's opera La Huerra Espagnoli premieres at the Opera Comique in Paris, France. On this day, 1958, the soundtrack album to the musical South Pacific goes number one and stays number one for 31 weeks. On this day, 1962, a couple of moments here. First off, Bravo Giovanni opens at Broadhurst Theater, New York City uh, for 76 performances. And also the John Birch Society by Chad Mitchell, the Chad Mitchell Trio hits number 99. On this date, uh, two moments happened on this day in 1973. First off, Daisy a Day by Jude Strunk hits number 14. And also Smith opens at the Eaton Theater in New York City for only 17 performances. And also on this date in 1979, In the Navy by the Village People hits number three. In the Navy. Some one notable birthday here. Uh, one of the one of the one a very great a unique musician in delays gentlemen, of course, from the Who, Pete Townsend, today turns 76. And some passings here in, in music on the stage in 1601. Costanzo Porta, who was a composer of Italian descent. We don't know how old he was. On the stage in 1786, John Stanley. A composer and organist who was actually blind, English descent, passes away at the age of 74. On say 1928, Henry F. Gilbert, who was a composer and folk singer collector, we're from right here in America, passes away at the age of 59. And also on this day, 1935, Charles Martin Tornell Loeffler, who was a composer of French descent, passes away at the age of 74. And we, we talked about the, the wedding in 1979 with Eric Clapton and uh, Patty Boyd, who was the ex-wife of George Harrison. Now, of course, we go to our sports history and birthdays here on this day in 1905. Tom Jenkins defeats Frank Gotch for the heavyweight wrestling championship. On this day in 1909, his first title defense, Jack Johnson fights Philadelphia, Jack O'Brien to a no decision in six rounds in Philadelphia to retain his world heavyweight crown. On state 1912, American League President Dan Johnson tells Tigers if they continue protests of Ty Cobb's suspension, they will be banned from baseball. On state 1923, the 49th Kentucky Derby, Earl Sand wins aboard the horse known as Zeb for his first derby success. On this date in 1928, the 54th Kentucky Derby, Chick Lang aboard the horse called Ray, let's see, Ray Count wins in 2104. <clears throat> I'll say 1929, Cloudburst causes a stampede in Yankee Stadium and it crushes, sadly, it crushes two people to death. 
1935, the NFL adopts an annual college draft to begin in 1936. I want to say 1941, Germany occupiers in Holland forbid bicycle taxis. Some birthdays in the world of sports here. Um, <clears throat> I believe this lady might have been like a coach or she might have been a, I'm not sure that name, that name does, of course, uh, that, that name does ring a bell, but I cannot, I cannot place it, but. If anyone's listening to our broadcast right now, if anyone knows who Florence Chadwick is, uh, she, she was born on she was born on the on this date in 1918. She would have turned 103 years old today. And also, uh, baseball a basketball player Dolph Shahays, I believe is how I believe is how you pronounce it here. Today would have turned 93 years old. He passed away in, well, see, he was born in 1928. He passed away in 2015. Uh, on this day here in 1890, Gus Kempis, a South African cricketer who was first, South Africa's first test, sadly dies of fever at the age of 24. On this day in 1903, author Shrewsbury, an English cricket batsman, uh, 23 test, um, seven-time captain, 1,277 runs at 3547 um, and at Nottinghamshire, passes away at the age of 47. I want to say 1915, Bob Ferguson, a golfer of Scottish descent who won the British Open from 1880 to 1882, passes away at the age of 69. And also I want to say 1924, Billy Zolch, a cricketer, he was a South African batsman, scored two test centuries, uh, passed away as well. We do not know how old he was at that point. Some two weddings in sports history on this day in 2006. Liverpool goalkeeper Pepe Reina, who was 23 at the time, marries Yolanda Ruiz in Cordoba, Spain. And on this day in 2017, roller derby skater Bonnie Thunders marries NFL player Larry English, who was 31 at the time at the Montage in Laguna Beach, California. So there you have it there, ladies and gentlemen, with your pop culture history and birthday report here tonight. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. This is episode 254 of WWS Outside the Ropes here. 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, this is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here on the line here with you from, as we said, WWS HQ, right here in Trinity, North Carolina. <clears throat> uh, something we have not done here for quite some time here before we bring it, because we only have four little wrestling stories to bring you here, of course, here tonight before we go. But let's, let's take care of this here first. We go to our automated WCWS Weather Center. And, of course, we'll give you, of course, a quick forecast here for my neck of woods right here, Trinity, North Carolina, as I, of course, ask the infamous Amazon Echo Dot this question. Alexa, current weather. Right now in Trinity, it's 75 degrees Fahrenheit with mostly sunny skies. Tonight's forecast has clear skies with a low of 54 degrees. Seven-day weather forecast. In Trinity for the next seven days, Thursday, 
83 degrees Fahrenheit and lots of sun. Friday, 81 degrees and partly sunny weather. Saturday, 86 degrees and intermittent clouds. Sunday, 87 degrees and partly sunny weather. Monday, 89 degrees and intermittent clouds. Tuesday, 90 degrees and intermittent clouds. Wednesday, 92 degrees and partly sunny weather. Thank you. Of course. Have a good evening. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, always check out the Amazon Echo dot here. Of course, it would do anything from check your new, check your weather, check your news, to of course uh, give you some facts on some things that you're, you might be looking at to kind of help you with some helpful reminders. Be sure to get one of those Amazon Echo dots here today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what 411 Mania has in terms of. Of course, we have four little. Uh, Wrestling tidbits to bring you here before we leave here, leave you on outside the ropes here tonight. Joseph Lee posted this first story as a TNT executive comments on AEW's AEW Dynamite's move to TBS in 2022. In an interview with New York Daily News, Brett Weiss, the general manager of TBS, TNT, and True TV, spoke about spoke about today's news that AEW Dynamite will be moving to TBS in 2022. Turner will air four annual supercards for AEW and a new show, Rampage, will debut in August. He said, more wrestling is better for wrestling fans. He went into more detail when talking with the New York Post, citing the recent acquisition of NHL program and as far as the reason for the move. Weiss added, both TBS and TNT have an incredibly storied history with wrestling, so the idea of us being able to put more AEW onto TBS is a natural fit. Did the NHL have anything to do with it? Sure, NHL had something to do with it. NBA had something to do with it. The, pan, the pandemic scheduled a ton of preemptions. Finally, he also commented on the Wednesday Night War with NXT when noting that Rampage will air on Friday nights after WWE SmackDown has concluded. He said, I don't view it as a us versus them type of thing. I think this is a world where they can absolutely, they can absolutely work together and the rising tides lift all boats. To me, this is an opportunity to deliver more wrestling to wrestling fans. What we're doing is, is we're really delivering to our audience, to our wrestling audience. Good for NXT for moving off of Wednesday nights. Better for us, but we continue to deliver an incredible show, and more wrestling is better for wrestling fans. Of course, with all due respect to this gentleman here, of course, obviously, um, it has always been an us versus them thing, so you cannot pull the... Uh, you cannot fool the wrestling. You, can, you cannot fool the wrestling universe on that part, sir. So, it's always been a competition between WWE and AEW. We know it is. Joseph Lee posted this story here, as we have the identity of the models who celebrated with Bobby Lashley on WWE Raw. During the opening segment this, of this past Monday night's Monday's episode of WWE Raw. Bobby Lashley was greeted with several women after his WWE title win at WrestleMania Backlash. Wrestling Eat reports that the women booked for the segment were Brianna Lewis, Daja Monte, Amanda Melendez, Ashley Rampudi, and someone named Fit Model Valeria. They have no other connection to wrestling. <coughs> so... So, of course, right here, folks, like I said, those are, like I said, the, the five ladies that, of course, that po that, that, walked, that ran around here with uh, um, 
that that uh, of course uh, walked out with Bobby Lashley, of course, on Monday night. <clears throat> of course, obviously, once sooner or later, Bobby Lashley is not going to be able to hold that title. You know that uh, you know, the women are going to be going with somebody else at some point down the road. Joseph Lee posted this story right here. It's John Moxley saying that he feels like crap every day. He says travel is the worst part of wrestling. In an interview with Inside the Ropes, John Moxley spoke about how he feels physically, knowing that he feels like crap every day, but better after wrestling a match. Here are some highlights. On Loving Wrestling, Moxley says, when you're doing it at a high level, yeah, the travel is definitely the hardest part. I used to say like, and a lot of people say that you get paid to travel. The wrestling is the fun part. It's the bonus part. Being in the ring for 15, 20 minutes every night is your release. On how he feels physically, Moxie says, I usually feel like crap most of the day, every day. The best I ever feel is usually right after a match, even if it was a very physical, demanding match. My adrenaline is high. I'm loose. I'm on a high. I'm feeling good. When I walk into the back and I'm bleeding and sweating and everything and all busted up, that's usually when I actually feel the best. On being on the road, Moxley says, you're on the road every single night. That's kind of the high, high you're chasing at the end of the night. The travel is the hard part. It'll take years off your career, and we are going on well over 10 years of just being in chronic pain all the time now. You just get used to it as part of the deal. That's, I, that's, I guess, a byproduct of the whole thing. The travel is probably the biggest, biggest component of, break, of breaking your body down. But it's part of what you have to do because you can't zoom in a F, in an FM Pro Wrestling match. You got you got you got to to you you got to get there. You got to get there. You got to go to Scotland. You got to go to Japan. Wrestle in these places live, and it's all worth it, man. And on when he realized he wanted to be a wrestler, Moxley says, "There's not like one light bulb moment or anything. This is kind of my first memories of anything. Were memories of wrestling. I it's just what." We watched on TV, kids underneath me in an apartment building had wrestling tapes. We watched them, and it just kind of went along with the Ninja Turtles and whatever the hell else you play with as kids. And I just And I just was really into wrestling and all that I ever liked. <clears throat> Brett, like you said, he was a guy who was just on top when I was nine years old or whatever. He was, he was kind of the guy. And one more quick story here, folks, that we'll bring you here before we make it out a little bit early here tonight, but of course, that's quite all right. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story as apparently Tessa Blanchard was spotted training at Dustin Rhodes Wrestling Academy. This won't help calm down the AEW rumors. Dustin Rhodes took to Twitter last night to post a photo from the Rhodes Wrestling Academy Academy revealing that Tessa Blanchard has been training there. He wrote, as a special guest come train today at, at Academy Roads, at Tess underscore Blanchard, at Daga underscore wrestler, at Bert Vixen, at Jasmine Allure. Thanks, guys, for the Academy sweat. Blanchard replied, thanks for putting in work with us today. You're fearless. There have been rumors for months that Tessa Blanchard had, has had talked with AEW with conflicting reports on whether or not the company is actually interested in her. The last report suggested the two sides were not in talks. And of course, and of course, like I said, Dustin did post it on his Twitter account, of course, I believe yesterday. So like I said, we'll continue to watch this, of course, very, very carefully. And we'll see, like I said, if, if, we'll see, if, we, if we may end up seeing the daughter of the legendary Tully Blanchard um, uh, <clears throat> you know, on the uh, 
AEW at some point down the road. Who knows? But of course, with all the big time talking and all that, you never know. Anything could possibly happen. So we'll definitely have to wait and see, of course, what will happen there indeed. But we'll have more wrestling stories, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on 991 of Revolution coming up here at 9 o'clock. 138055 pound, of course. In addition to that, we'll have, of course, uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross. We'll also have your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today. He'll have, he'll have, he'll have uh, the pop culture stuff. He'll have, of course, like I said, some of the stuff that I did read earlier, plus also, plus also some other stuff that he has found as well. And of course, including the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. We'll have some stuff at the end of the night. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to all that, we'll also be talking about what happened last night on NXT. We'll also talk about the results from tonight, from uh, tonight's edition of AEW. <clears throat> and, of course, like I said, uh, some more updates, of course, on the big uh, seven-man match, of course, to determine the new champions, of, to determine the new title holders for the six belts that, of course, that were up for grabs during the Backlash Prediction Title Challenge. We'll bring that up here, to, of course, to you as well here, coming up here a little bit later here tonight. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and cut on out of here for episode 254 of WWS Outside the Ropes. We want to thank you very much for listening here, of course, or as always, to all of our programs. <clears throat> also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to check out all of our groups on Facebook as well. Of course, we have a lot of great stuff we've been posting a whole lot on lately, including, of course, uh, the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page, of course, WWS Fan Empire. Also, of course, <clears throat> Entertainment like I said, Entertainment Cavalcade, also Location of Animation, as well as WWS Movie Channel, Sports Roundup, as well as, of course, our tribute groups to, of course, Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and also Who's Lines It Anyway. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we also will also our tribute groups to, of course, Home Improvement, More Power Forever, NASCAR US, High Octane History, Power Rangers, Protecting the Power, Motor Week Retro Review, Cards of the Past, A Gaseous Affair, you won't need a little bit of a chuckle or two on that. Our wrestling tribute groups, including ROH US, AEW US, NXT US, NWO US, uh, <clears throat> NWA US, so on and so forth. Also, of course, women of WWUS with some great uh, ladies' matches from the past and present. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the infamous video vault where we just got through posting a lot of great matches and moments on there here as well. A lot of great stuff, including everybody from The Undertaker to Kane, Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, uh, including some classic stuff, including involving guys like uh, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, uh, you name it, it's on there. So uh, you'll definitely get a kick out of a lot of those moments, matches, moments, promos, vignettes, anything you can think of here. You'll be right there, so be sure to check all that out here, of course, as well. <clears throat> and also check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows, of course, in the radio network. Of course, um, of course, uh, we've been, like I said, since 2015, of course, for the past six years. Big, nothing but big time talk about everything under the sun, sun of course, including everything involving wrestling, pop culture, uh, uh, mostly, of course, sports and other things. Of course, we've talked about everything, of course, under the sun. So definitely get to hear what we all have to say about different topics, of course. You'll definitely enjoy all the discussions we've had over the past six years right here on TalkShoe.com, of course, of course, affectionately known as the WCWS Radio Network. Outside the Ropes, episode 254 is a broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, 
where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. Of course, be sure to, of course, stay safe out there, uh, especially with what's going to be going on here with the pandemic. Uh, we urge everyone, of course, just to just take it easy and please, like I said, take every precaution you feel that is necessary. Of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, we're doing a whole lot of praying as we, of course, hope to get around this, of course, here very, very soon. <clears throat> so we can get back to some degree of normalcy here. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, please be sure to, like I said, just play it safe and, like I said, just do what you feel is the right choice indeed. Since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you on 9, 991 of Revolution coming up here in about an hour and a half. Take care and God bless. WCWS Radio Network.